Hello, welcome back to our Dog to Us podcast, Health Tips Weekly, Episode 23, Herd Immunity Explained. Getting that COVID-19 vaccines offers many benefits. It protects you from developing serious conditions should you be infected by COVID-19 and it helps to end the global pandemic by achieving herd immunity in global population. So, what is herd immunity? Let's find out! So before we discuss the term herd immunity, let's understand two important things. First of all, vaccines not just COVID-19 vaccines but any vaccines in general prevent one from catching an infectious disease. Vaccines save millions of lives globally and they help to prevent unnecessary death and suffering caused by the disease. Secondly, not everyone is eligible to receive vaccines. For instance, people who are severely allergic to certain ingredients in the vaccine, people who have immunocompromised condition and newborn may not be able to receive certain vaccination. The eligibility to receive a vaccine may vary depending on the type of vaccines. Okay. Now that we get these two important premises out of the way, we can finally introduce the concept of herd immunity. When we talk about herd immunity, we need to think about it in the context of a population or a community. Herd immunity occurs when a high percentage of the community develops immunity to a disease, making the spread of this disease from person to person unlikely. Gradually, the amount of pathogen lingering in the community becomes lesser and can potentially be eliminated. Because the human being available for transmitting the pathogen becomes fewer, as a result, the people who cannot be vaccinated are protected from the disease even though they did not receive any vaccines. Herd immunity sounds awesome. Take COVID-19 vaccination in Malaysia as an example. We aim to vaccinate at least 80% of our population by the first quarter of 2022 to achieve herd immunity. So in this case, 80% is a threshold to get herd immunity. But have you ever wondered how we come up with the threshold that we need to hit in order to achieve herd immunity? Epidemiologists, that is a scientist who studies outbreak of disease, can estimate the proportion of a population that needs to be immune before herd immunity kicks in. This threshold depends on the basic reproduction number, R0. R0 is the average number of people who will contract a contagious disease from one person with that disease in a population of people who were previously free of infection and haven't been vaccinated. So, the higher the R0, the more people who become infected by each individual who has the virus, the higher the proportion of the population that needs to be immune to reach herd immunity. Now, say we want to achieve herd immunity in a population. Theoretically, there are two ways to do it. Plan A, letting as many people as possible to get infected. Plan B, vaccination. When epidemiologists talk about herd immunity, they usually talk about it in the context of vaccination. But not everyone shares the same sentiment. During the early phase of COVID-19 pandemic, there were plans in some countries to allow the virus to run its course and infect as many people as possible until a natural herd immunity is achieved. Here's why we think that it is such a bad idea. Firstly, there is no evidence throughout human history that this approach would work. Secondly, Practically speaking, it is impossible to achieve natural herd immunity. In the case of COVID-19, 70% of the population would have to be infected every 9 months to achieve natural herd immunity. 
and that is totally unrealistic. Thirdly, natural herd immunity is fragile. Following a study showing that 66% of citizens had been infected with SARS-CoV-2 by the end of the first wave, some concluded that the number of people still vulnerable to SARS-CoV-2 was too small for transmission to survive, meaning herd immunity have been achieved. Those hopes were dampened by a subsequent surge in cases of infection, with exposure rising to 76% in what is now described as unmitigated transmission. Also, what if the new mutant variant arises, as what is happening right now in the UK and South Africa? Would natural herd immunity protect us from this new variant? We don't know. Fourth, there's also a lack of information about how the human immune system behaves with SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19. It is still unclear if antibodies against SARS-CoV-2 will protect people who have been infected fully or generate wider herd immunity. A study in the UK suggests that accuracy of the test for SARS-CoV-2 antibodies may be lower than previously suggested, increasing the risk of false positive results. If antibody responses are used as an indicator of immunity, there is a danger that individuals and the government will make decisions based on inaccurate information. Finally, even if natural herd immunity does work, the healthcare system will be crushed to nothing. The natural herd immunity will come at a cost of tremendous suffering and human lives. This would put a huge dent to not only the economy, but it also means that many people are going to lose their loved ones. Simply put, it is unethical and inhumane to let the disease run its own course without actively seeking for solutions. So, Plan A won't work. This is why we need Plan B, the vaccination. Vaccines introduce a small piece of pathogen into your body and stimulate your immune system to produce the corresponding antibodies. These antibodies are the soldier on standby mood and they will protect you should you be exposed to the pathogen in the future. Generally, you can achieve immunity at the expense of some mild side effects such as muscle sore or fever. But hey, you won't have to go through the suffering of catching the actual disease. Scientifically speaking, vaccination is a smart move to ensure long-lasting immunity. And from a moral perspective, it is an ethical thing to do as well. If you have been following the announcement from our Daily Health Director, General Tan Sri Noor Hisham Abdullah, you would notice that he mentioned r not quite often, and those r not changes from time to time. Since the threshold of herd immunity is determined by r not, it is not surprised that herd immunity is not permanent. There are many reasons why herd immunity varies. New babies are born every day, new individuals join a new population, and also the emergence of a super spreader. Even once herd immunity is attained across a population, it is still possible to have large outbreaks such as in areas where vaccination rates are low. Therefore, it is better that we see herd immunity not as a singular point that we achieve at an exact point but as a gradient. As many variables during a disease outbreak can change, herd immunity does not stay the same. The herd immunity threshold for COVID-19 varies from region to region. In Malaysia, the government aims to vaccinate at least 80% of the adult population to achieve a fairly stable herd immunity. 
all in all, to achieve herd immunity for COVID-19 and to get out of this pandemic, vaccination is the way to go. So, remember to register for the COVID-19 vaccination and attend your appointment when the time comes. That's it for this week's episode. If you have any question related to the COVID-19 and its vaccine, you can consult our COVID-19 task force, which consists of professional doctors and healthcare professionals for free. Bye!